tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey gladiators, what's up from LA? This is Scandal After Buzz TV After Show, episode 12. Gladiators don't run, and neither do we. Once again, we are your Fab Four. I'm Emil Ennis Jr., joined with. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. Hi, I'm Sophia Stanley. Hi, I am Bam Erickson. Let's rock. Alright guys, so this episode, uh, we started with Olivia again, and we see that Olivia's plan has backfired. So let's break it down. Um, Olivia thinks she's in cahoots with Ian, and she has everything under control, and then we see that very early on in the episode, Ian is not as powerful as he thinks he is, because he gets shot. So what do you guys think? Because remember, Olivia was about to be saved, and then she pulled her power move and thought that she could save herself. So, and and she was doing it effectively yeah. because not only did Ian have a have a mano y mano moment with Gus and and we thought Gus backed down, but he then also you know told Gus her name isn't bitch, it's Olivia Pope. That's how you will address her. So that was a sign of respect. And then when he sat down with Olivia and inquired you know what she thought she would go for, he actually said to her, "As much as I can, I'll give you an option of where you go so that you don't basically go somewhere barbaric." For a criminal, that shows that he was definitely not only warming to her, but that he respected her, if not admired her, enough to possibly think he could have a role beyond the auction. Right. Yeah. Because why wouldn't he? The woman that you, you, you're holding captive presented you an idea. Of course the idea was meant to save herself. Yeah. But she didn't have to do that. She didn't have to present you an idea where you can get paid. She's showing you more respect than Andrew was showing you. I'm sure, you know. So, you know, after a while, you will start to be nice to, to her or, you know, at least respect her because she has these connections. Yeah. And and whoever, take take fits away and take, you know, take what, the power she holds. When somebody has connections and they use those connections to help you, mm-hmm. you're going to fool with them a little differently. What do you think, man? Agree. I think I think I should have seen what happened with Ian coming though because at first remember when we saw um after they staged the fake shooting of mm-hmm. Ian the guy was upset because Olivia disrespected him mm-hmm. and all those different things but then when Olivia uh hit him on the hallway <laughs> with the whatever mm-hmm. I think that solidified not only that he does not like Olivia but then in my mind that showed he wasn't kidding before like he really wanted to shoot Liv in that scene because I thought they were just acting after we saw everything that was orchestrated I thought they were acting but he really wanted to kill Liv so I should have seen this coming that no he wants to get rid of her and that she obviously hit him hard enough that he had 12 yeah. stitches yeah. yeah that's what he did but but I think this is the problem is is that I think that it, it and I'm going to go off on a little bit of a, a tangent I think it shows that there's no such thing as absolute power mm-hmm Especially, I think you're 100% correct. I think that Ian was, was starting to play with his his minions too much, right? The fact that 
this guy already basically was being aggressive towards Olivia. Olivia then hits him in the head. Why did you call him back? Right. And to me, the minute he did that, like, I'm, I'm going to actually question you, you actually should have been gully enough to either remove him th- from the situation or remove him from the situation. Yeah. So. And then now that we have knowledge that that guy that Liv killed was his best friend, that's conflict of interest right there that you're still keeping him around now that Liv has some type of power. So I don't know. That was just messy, but. And can I say something? As in the the head of this operation, the minute that the person that's being held captive bust you over the head with a pipe and shot the other dude, y'all would have been gone, and I would have replaced y'all because you oh, can't do your job know. in the first place. She knocked you out with a pipe from the bathroom. That's good. You can't yeah. keep her in line. That's good. They should have been gone from the beginning. Well, of course, the one that got killed because well, R.I.P. But the other one, he should have been gotten fired. But then on Excellent. another note, though. We are dealing with criminals, and obviously, you know, you can only trust criminals to a certain extent. But because they are part of his team, you're going to bring new people in when you're about to start dealing with this huge transaction. But the fact that I think I'm going to I'm going to piggyback off of what Camille just said. The fact that the situation changed is exactly why you don't have the old same old guys True. there. Because before it was what I consider to be like a traditional you need like hired guns mercenaries. Now it's actually it's it's liter- it's been elevated, right? So now you actually do. You have computer computer hackers. You're obviously staying in somewhat of a nice hotel. Do you still bring the grimy mercenary dude that was hanging out in what we thought was Sudan? It's 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 a completely different play. Yeah. So he shouldn't have brought the old guys. And at at, at whatever stature he's at, if he doesn't have multiple guys, again, that's bad on him. I don't know. The whole situation is just a hot mess right now because when we saw Liv's reaction when Ian got shot like it's just it's emotionally draining because for us like we've seen Liv go through the first episode what she went through and then we saw she made this power play she's on a plane she has her wine like she's has her hair done again and then all of a sudden all of a sudden Ian gets shot and it's like her whole plan is literally backfiring in front of her like she has no control and she tries to pull the Liv card as we see Mm -hmm. with the other two uh, captors but it's just not working and I don't, I don't, I don't know. Go ahead, Bam. I feel like you're going to say something. Well, um, for someone to plan this whole operation mm-hmm. next door from you, kill Mar- uh, um, uh, Marla Gibbs' homegirl <laughs> next door, and you plan this whole operation, you have to give these people credit. So you can't expect for things to work in Liv's fave just like that. True. Because something like this has probably been, you know, on the grand scheme of things, they've been plotting this thing probably since season one or season two, meaning like two, three years that this has been in the making. So you have to give these people credit. So, you know, okay, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to totally disagree with you. And the only reason I'm going to disagree with you is it came into play because Andrew. And he was in California kicking it. Right, but you know what I mean. Oh, right, as the winery. Yeah, he was wine tasting. He was wine tasting and salting. He wasn't doing it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 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 I, I have to say this, though. There is a part of me that feels as if, as a viewer, I'm being spoken down to. So, Explain. for instance... You could have had Gus go at Ian. Mm-hmm. Ian could have trumped him or something like that. Ian could have 
tried to quote unquote not seduce sexually but seduce Olivia in terms of the fact that oh you know I'm gonna try to get you the best bid blah 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 kind of continued to pull her for information like he kind of had previously done mm-hmm. and then he did the back alley move does that make sense? Like, what What was the, other than other than from the shock value and Olivia being in shock and having another moment where Gus is now threatening her and calling her bitch, and she then says, you know, I may bite anything that comes near my mouth because I'm in shock. Right. Was that really necessary? Like, we're already, and I have to go back to the fact of, and we're going to jump forward, and I'm going to jump forward and jump back. Huck seems to be the only one who understands the serious nature of what's going on. Agreed. Do we need to make it more serious? Does that make sense? Like, she's already been kidnapped. She's already been kidnapped. She's already killed one person. She's already hit another person over with a pipe and caused 12 stitches. She already was feeling in fear for her life and, and with Ian. She made a power play. Let that aspect of it play out. Like, I feel like there's a rhythm that's being forced here to force drama where there doesn't need to be. Sometimes the drama needs to be in the nothing happening. And the nothing happening would have just been, there would have been a bid. She somehow was thinking that the U.S. is going to make a bid for her. They didn't. She thinks Ian's actually her friend, and he double-crosses her. Having him get shot, her having blood on her face again. Didn't we just have blood on her face two episodes ago where she shot someone? I don't know. It seems a little bit redundant, and it doesn't seem like it's actually adding anything to... The situation, number one, and it doesn't seem to be adding anything to Olivia. Like, Olivia doesn't seem, and, and, and I'm gonna talk out of both sides of my mouth. I think that Carrie Washington is doing a fabulous job, but Olivia isn't evolving. That's why she misread that kid. How about this, though? Yes, we keep saying Olivia, we know how smart she is, and we know the gut that everybody keeps talking about, and she's not evolving, but will anybody else evolve? Yes, and ironically, and how? How? Okay, and the funny thing is, the president did, and it may have been for the for the most minute of moments, but the president did. And when he realized he actually wasn't doing enough, and he was like, "Oh, then we need to bid on her, right?" He's like, "Well, I'm not doing everything that I need to do." OPA did the same thing when OPA realized, like, "Hey, this isn't working. Like, we need to find a big, a better bidder." And even Melly, this was arguably the first time Melly has actually articulated to her husband what her end goal is. That, Not, was, that was powerful. That was, we'll right? that. And again, and to me, that. I think we'll it's like everyone that. is evolving. Even arguably, Abby, in terms of realizing, like, even though, to me, she didn't evolve to now evolve again, she even evolved in terms of the fact that she's now questioning, like, where is her place? Like, does she value being in, inside the bubble when she's really not inside the bubble and she no longer has a family? It's the first time she at least articulated it. Um, Hawk, even in terms of evolving, he evolved more organically into who he really is. Quinn evolved into realizing, like, she actually isn't Huck. Does will, that make sense? There seems to be a progression or that we're learning something more about each character. What have we learned about Olivia? I'll agree with everything you said except for Fitz. And the only reason I say okay. that is because for Fitz, I still feel like it's the same It's the same old thing. Because Cyrus is his bulldog and Cyrus does the dirty work and figured out how to make things happen. Remember, Cyrus came in there with all the paperwork. Cyrus is the one telling him what to do still. Cyrus is the one putting the fire under his ass, just like he did during the election, just like he's always done. So has Fitz really evolved? Or is it once again just Cyrus doing his job? No, because initially, both both Cyrus and Melly communicated to Fitz that he was doing all that, that he could. They were like, don't worry, we're doing all that we could, we're doing all that we could. And that's when he realized, no, I'm not. 
And that was the first time you felt him being presidential because I don't expect my president to get his hands dirty, but I do expect my president to lead. I do expect my president to delegate. I do expect my president to make definitive choices, even if in the context of this show, they're bad choices. But I want him to be decisive and authoritative when he makes them. And I think that's what he did. And even though I felt that in the Situation Room with, who I think it was the director of the CIA, even though I think he was out of line, I like that he did that because to me, he was at least making a definitive decision. Yeah. He was like, no, like we're not neutralizing her, which obviously means that they were just going to, what, bomb all of Iran? Right? But... But at least the fact that he was like, no, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to go. We're going to get Olivia Pope. The extraction plan is still in play. That was showing a little bit. And again, I'm saying in this small window with Fitz, Mm -hmm. so I do agree with you, but in this small window. I guess my only question is, have we yet seen, and and this isn't to be disrespectful to her character, but have we seen Olivia do anything that we haven't already seen her do? But if someone is emotionally broken as Olivia is, would that type of person evolve? Would that type of person be able to continue to go to the next level and go to the next level without having staggering moments? Yes. And you want to know why? And this is maybe just me because I and I said it last week and maybe and and maybe I'm having problems with this because there's a certain level of the um, like even let's say Gus and this 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 constant threat of sexual assault. Maybe that's what it's like. I just don't I personally don't like it. Wouldn't it have been great when she basically was talking to the two hackers and basically the kid basically was like, no, that's not what I dream about. Wouldn't it have been great if she did something completely different? Like, what? why didn't she cry? Like, I understand that you are a strong, intelligent, powerful woman, but that's also why they don't see you as a victim. And not only that, let me let me jump in. You tried that same speech with, um, with Ian, the prisoner, um, and it didn't work. So why didn't you um, why didn't you take a different route? Because she tries that speech with everybody. So the and point that's, is, and that, if yeah. she hasn't evolved uh, since we, yeah, that's true. But if we ha- if we haven't seen her evolve for four seasons, but she's not going to evolve when her life, her very life, her sanctity, like the essence of her I soul, hear you. the the essence of who she is, is literally being threatened. And that's why I'm like, what was the purpose of Ian dying? If in the moment that Ian died. Your brain didn't think to yourself, okay, she made the power play with the kids, but when he says, that's not what I dream of, you just give up? I feel like we're being too hard. I kind of agree with Cornelia, though, because I feel like in that situation... There's only so much you can okay. go through and yeah. and think like, okay, let me like she literally just think about what she went through. She literally ran out of this facility thinking that she was in some other country. Then she goes, does this power play because she finally got on her game where she thought it was her game. She's on a private jet going to wherever she went, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden she has this auction. She thinks everything's going in her favor. Ian gets shot. Then she's like, okay, okay, let me see if I can get these these two guys to come on my site. Like I feel like in her mind she is literally going crazy. She's trying all her resources. Like how much do you expect her? And I'm going to tell you. Give? I'm going to tell you. But first of all, if you are watching us live. Make sure to go to YouTube and do a thumbs up if you like our conversation. But more importantly, <laughs> if you think that I'm doing being extremely hard on Olivia and I am not seeing the fact that she's in shock and the grave situation she's in, please let us know by using hashtag ABTV scandal. Or if you think that what I'm saying is right, then also use hashtag ABTV scandal. And still give us a thumbs up, though. Continue. And give us a thumbs up. It really helps us out. And, and, and really, just whatever you're thinking, whatever you're feeling, we love reading your comments. It really actually 
helps shape what we talk about. And sometimes if you literally hear us say something that you wrote in a comment, it's probably because we read it in your comment. So thank you very, very, very much. However, and I'm going to do this very subtle. So if you catch it, you catch it. If you don't, you don't. I'm not really saying within the context of her character. I'm saying the underlying premise of what is being done. <laughs> oh, chat roll agrees with Sophia. Yay, chat roll. Hey, gladiators. That was our engineer letting us know that the chat roll is, is listening and they are here. And gladiators, we love you and we love when you watch live or on iTunes or YouTube later. But hello, live gladiators. Hello. What I'm trying to say is the underlying premise of the story this aspect of the story, I don't like. I think that there are holes. Well, That's all I will you know, say. There's always holes. My respect. My thing is this. Yes, we, we may be hard on Olivia, and yes, we want her to evolve. But if she hasn't evolved when she found out her mom was still alive and that the, her, her whole dying was alive. She found out her dad was command. She's seen all these people huck killing. Quinn ain't who she used to be. Quinn, she turned ba- Quinn basically into a mini huck. All these things keep happening around Olivia. She keeps seeing people and pushing people to different levels in their lives. Dominoes keep falling. Stuff keeps happening. She is still the same person. Maybe that's who she is. Maybe that's who she is. Maybe we have this idea because we we have this whole gut story and Olivia over a cliff. Maybe this is Olivia. And we want her to be more. Just like you want your homegirl to be more mm-hmm. and you want her to strive for more. You want her to go and apply for the new job because her old job sucks. Mm-hmm. But maybe this is Olivia Pope. And maybe- don't and don't get me wrong, it still makes Olivia Pope extremely amazing, right. formidable, awesome. So I'm not trying to minimize that, yeah, but yeah. I think that what you're saying is completely valid. I think and that's where I'm stuck. I'm stuck in whether or not I can accept and see Olivia for authentically who she is and value that versus who I think I want and or need her to be. Mm-hmm. Well, let us know what you think, like Sophia said online. Uh, OPA. OPA, we have um, <laughs> just Quinn and Huck now. And then we saw that Fitz brought Jake in to assist with this whole situation. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't know. Like, okay. So Quinn and Huck, they're dealing with this. And then Jake comes in. They're trying to figure out a way to do it. And they're trying to go through their resources, which... Was anybody else thinking? I thought in my mind, I understand, like, they said it was a private um, auction. I thought that Huck was going to somehow be included in that auction. I don't know why I thought that. I thought so, too. Yeah, because he's a hacker, and Huck can get in everything else. Yeah, so. but they had to go to Maya Marie Wallace, Olivia's mom, to negotiate a plan to get Olivia out. So what did you guys think about the way they integrated her mom back into this? Yeah, for, to me, it made sense if... If Huck, who is the hacker of all hackers, mm-hmm. who can get in, which it, which I think it was smart for them to get two younger kids um, to to be a part of oh. the, the scheme because younger I don't know how you want to take this, but younger kids they do things on computers and and things that the brightest and the best people in the world can't do. So I thought that was a great um, uh, um, difference because if Huck can get into something, of course, you know, they're going to get the younger, smarter people to be a part of of their job. So I thought that was cool. But um, I thought that it was fitting for them to go to, uh, to Maya being that, 
Joe Morton is allegedly somewhere else uh, taping another show. So I think it made sense to bring... Uh, I thought it made sense for the mom to come in. And what do you guys think about Rowan? I'm not Rowan. David. You got me thinking about Rowan. David in the scene. David is... You know what? Listen, David... As as Sophia always says about Melly, about how Melly is literally uh, the um, most transparent and he she's who he is. Mm-hmm. You can say the same thing about David. David is wow. who he is, and he's going to be who he is. So of course, you know he he was kind of corny with you know trying to think that the rules were going to, but he's doing his job. Yeah. Well so. Said. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Well I like the, David. I like the way they they did this storyline because I feel like it felt authentic and organic to how it would happen um, because like Sophia said there are some things that feel like they're being forced but for this particular thing I feel like it really felt organic to it um, however Abby really that hurt my heart oh me it didn't. too it didn't hurt you no it did oh. not for, for me yeah. I thought it really it really I don't know like, I, 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 literally, I literally felt my eyes watering because I and I think it's what I've, I've always said they're not friends, they're family. And, oh, and or if you want to call them friends, to me, what's, what's the saying? Like, best friends are, it doesn't matter how long you haven't talked, you, when you talk again, you pick up the conversation mm-hmm. like you, you had not seen each other or something of that nature. No matter whether or not that they're currently having a little spat, that's all it is. Like, I think we have to go back to the genesis or the beginning of season one and remember that initial Abby going over a cliff. Like, remember when Olivia wasn't going to stand up for the dictator's wife who was possibly being abused? And Abby, the first time that Abby told us who Olivia Pope was, she was the Olivia Pope who got a tire iron. And maybe this is why I'm not seeing that Olivia. The Olivia Pope who got a tire iron and broke the kneecaps of my husband got me out of my marriage basically still with something because obviously her husband being who he was she could have literally left with absolute penniless and abused Olivia did that for her so she was saying I will go over a cliff for you I don't need to know anything about you other than the fact that you are my friend and you have my back I don't care what little secrets you have I know that you have secrets I know that you have secrets in the White House I know whatever but I will go over a cliff for you I need that Olivia Pope to show up Abby has always been clear in that, that she will go over a cliff for Olivia. The only thing she demands of Olivia is for Olivia to be Olivia. That's all she does. So her friend doesn't answer her phone. Nobody tells her that, again, she has been kidnapped, meaning she could be dead. Yeah. Okay, well, listen. Oh, gosh. Business is, <laughs> business is business. The reality is, Huck summed it up in, in one line. Aww. You work for the White House. It is simply not safe. Get over he didn't it. even tell her that, he said, though. You're not a gladiator. He told that to Quinn. Yeah, he said, you're not a gladiator. He said, you're not a gladiator to her. He said that to Quinn, though, that she works in the White House. She's not, and, I, I mean, I get it, but my thing is, they could have said anything. Listen, but They could have said she was on vacation. But, she went to another island with a new dude. But listen... Just like David, you have your job. You don't know what's going on. You got the you got this whole mess that's going on. It's simply not safe. Now, Hook, the him no, no, said, no, 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 wait, no. wait, wait, for Hook. Okay, Hook says you know you're not a gladiator anymore. He's basically in Hook's way saying you're not a gladiator. You work for the White House. Hug don't, hug don't give you a full sentence. He gives you oh, one or two words. Okay. So therefore, Abby, you cannot take it personal. 
get over it. Like when you have a certain when you have a certain job, just as legal or or inter, inter, there are certain things that sometimes we simply cannot say, and okay. it just is what it is. You oh. have to get over it. Okay, I agree with you. However, did they really think that, given what they know about Abby, that it would stop there? Right. And is it possible? It didn't happen, but it is possible by not either telling Abby or, like sometimes we do in certain professions, we pause and we look at people and we lead them down a road without actually telling them where we are leading you. Do you understand what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? They didn't do that. They could have done that simply by looking at her in a certain way where where they could have communicated, yes, she is gone, but we are taking care of it. Because arguably, Abby could have then gone, you don't know who Abby could have called and possibly, like, raise red flags, especially if she can't be trusted, and screwed up the whole situation. That's not what happened, but it's plausible by not looping her in or at least letting her know, not necessarily articulating, but letting her know that you have it under control. Because then what did she do? She went to go talk to the president. Yeah. It just so happened that the president then keyed her in and then she ended up going to talk to David. But if she had talked to anyone else other than David... This could have gone bad. You don't think Abby knows still knows bad people? You don't know Abby could have picked up the phone and been like, where the hell is Olivia? And then that could have made chatter where people knew what was going on? A part of me doesn't think, though, that they didn't tell her to be malicious or, you know, shady or secretive. Because Huck doesn't talk to anybody. So if something happened with Olivia, Huck's not the type to get on the phone with Abby like, yo, yo, Abby. Yo. And Quinn... Yes, Quinn knows that Abby and Olivia are close, but Quinn doesn't know the depth of their relationship because Quinn just got here. So okay. she doesn't really... Okay. She probably knows that that's their... Like, that's her homegirl, and yeah, they've known each other since college, but she wasn't there for the for the Abby speech when Abby talked about being abused. Quinn doesn't know... She doesn't, she doesn't know any of this. Quinn probably just thinks that her and Abby are cool. So I don't think Quinn would understand unless Abby told her, gave her the speech that she gave David. I think then she will understand, but I think if without that speech, Quinn is just like, I mean, we just didn't tell you. Sorry. So you think that Quinn, or not Quinn, Abby should have gave the same speech she gave David to them in that room? She should have went off on them. She should have cussed them out. I think by that point, by I think uh, the reason that Abby went off on David, it was the build-up first. It was the gladiators. Now my ex-husband. But again, I felt that if I had to choose sides, she should have went off on the gladiators and not David. Because listen, when we are not together in a relationship anymore, there are certain things that are cut off. You. <laughs> but, if, but if my if my homegirl got kidnapped and we used to kick it, boyfriend, I don't care if you was just to jump off, you knew that was my dog. Yeah. Yeah. You should have yeah. called me and told me that my dog got kidnapped. You should have yeah. called me. This and, is and, David. And, 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 no, no, this no, no, is Mr. White Hat. No, no, no. But this is why. This is my why. And I'm going to jump on what Kenley just said. And again, and I'm not trying to like beat a dead horse. This is a life or death situation. Yeah. I don't have time for whose effing feelings are hurt, whose boyfriend's with who, who's still a gladiator and who's not a gladiator. Every second that we are not utilizing every available resource is a minute which she could die. Yes. I know that because it's a show, and obviously, Kerry Washington, Olivia Pope is the star of the show, and she cannot die. Yeah. However, 
when I allow myself to get wrapped up in the episode and I don't think past, you know, the 44 minutes and how shows are, I am like, she could die. Or she could have something really horrible done to her. So to me, as someone who in any way cares about her and cares about justice, you tell Abby. Just like you said, I don't care if she was a jump off. I don't care if she's your barrister at Starbucks. If in any way she has information that could potentially help Olivia Pope, you need to do that. Because again, Olivia is, le- is leaving bre- breadcrumbs, right? Who other than Abby would possibly know the breadcrumbs? Abby knows the most about her. So if any way Olivia is directing things or leaving cues, Abby would be the first one to be able to decipher the clues. No, you're right. All right. But Dave, you know how dudes do when you you know you cheat on them or you step out a little bit. They want to act shady. That's how y'all do. That's true. But can I do a quick That's shout out to some of the people who are watching us live? This is from Twitter. <laughs> we have Quirky Musings, Larry Brown Jr., Riviera Squizzerly, and Melissa F. If you are watching, make sure to hashtag ABTV Scandal. Whether and if you're watching live again, what do you do? You thumbs up. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. I'm still I'm still on the fence. I don't think they should have done Abby like that, and I feel like there could have been a, a better way to do it. I think my confusion is, maybe I just need some clarification. If Abby was not to be tried, what, what, what would happen if they told Abby? What were they afraid of? I just don't, the really only don't think they thought about it. The only it. thing I could think of is by telling Abby, if she was part of Andrew's detail or whatever, part of his crew, then by telling Abby they would know that her OPA crew knows, which they would know. I don't know. It doesn't make the only, And this is my thing. is The only thing that I can even think of is that Huck sees things in such black and white, it is literally this simple. You are no longer within this office. I no longer talk to you. That's the only yeah. thing that makes sense to me. I would and, and, yeah. and you can also see, because he's also now in that, in this, I'm in a corner saying numbers over and over again, he's literally on that, I can only, I can basically only go through the B613 checklist. Or even whatever the the within the whole B613 checklist because he's really going there because he's the only one like he's what's it called it's like the the choir or the chorus in Shakespeare to me he's the chorus in Shakespeare he's the only one and maybe I'm the crazy person here he's the only one to me speaking the truth him saying like she's dead we're not moving quick enough like she's dead this is what they're gonna do da, da, da. That makes perfect sense to me. Totally. The fact that nobody wants to listen, that makes them crazy. Yeah. You you pretending like this isn't serious isn't helping the situation. Someone needs to have someone keep repeating how serious this is because I don't think and I think they did a lot of great things, but I still don't think they're firing as quick as they should well, be. Well, I said this. I said this when we were watching to Cornelia because in the scene when he comes in the room explaining what he has to do to get the account set up and everything mm-hmm. so they can mm-hmm. bid Part of me was like, don't explain to them, just do it. That was the first thing. You did thing. say that. Um, so that bothered me. And then we see like the time lapse. And I'm, in my mind, I'm saying, this is taking too damn long, first of all. But what did you guys think about when Maya did the switch, when David left the room and told them what was really up, and then Huck found out that he was actually in there to kill people so they could get to Gustavo? Birds of a feather flock together. She knew good and well that David is a square. Mm-hmm. And the moment that he was gone... All right, y'all, look, this is what's going really on. <laughs> she did do that, too. She did. She started talking loud. She put her phone voice on. Like, get over there. Get to the fast. You got to get there fast. She did. And the way she called Hook out, like, you know, you need to take him out, which I know you're very, you know, mm-hmm. that's something that's up your alley. 
but when we saw the the situation when Jake walks in the room, because Jake's face, which and we have to talk about this, because Jake bothered me when he walks into the room, he sees Huck, he tells Huck or asks Huck, what would Liv say if she saw you doing this? First of all, get the oh, about the curse, get out of here with that. Because Liv has put him in so many situations. First of all, Liv wouldn't be he in a situation. Know, he doesn't know that though. Liv yeah, would just be like, Liv would just be like, get it handled. Are you? Oh no, she, oh, no, she would be like, Huck, are you sure you can do this? Okay, handle it. You shot a man dead in the street and then had the nerve to hold his hand and be like, don't worry, I'm not also going to kill your kid. Just because yours was cleaner? But, okay, why am I defending Jake? Oh, my goodness. Because I'm not, I got to defend him, too. Okay, but there's a difference. There's a difference from me shooting you dead blank and then literally slaughtering and blood everywhere. That's a, that's like on some psychotic crazy stuff. No, 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 no. There is no difference. Dead is dead. True, but Huck looked like he went down a slip and slide full of blood. That's what Huck looked yeah. like. You come in the door. Yes, you know you're B613, B613, and yes, you know both of you are trained killers. You don't know all of the things that Huck has had to do for OPA. You can assume, but Jake wasn't there to see all this. He just got here maybe last year. So when you come in there and you were so, you were told to kill, you know, just kill somebody, you wouldn't assume that when you opened up the door, it was looking like the back of a butcher house. You wouldn't assume that. But, and you wouldn't assume that Olivia knows that side. I'm thinking Sophia's about to say, go ahead. Okay, and this is my thing is, I think it would actually be, and I'm trying to think if this is a curse word, but I don't think it is. I think it's asinine not to think that. Because at the end of the day, there are, what, six men in a room? Mm-hmm. That's actually, to me, like movie magic when someone can walk into a room. One man can walk into a room, kill six what I don't even know what type of drug dealers they are, but they're obviously big bad drug dealers if Maya knows them. Right. And there's not gonna be some blood and butchery. To me, it has to be messy. And not only does it have to be messy practically, it has to be messy because I think that part of it, and not just as viewers, but I mean as collective viewers, I think that's why certain things don't affect us anymore. Because we no longer respect the the egregious nature of what happens when someone loses their life. It's not clean. We're so used to TV magic, shot in the head, the person falls over. That's why there's certain shows, and they probably go into it on the podcast that you listen to for Serial. But when people who have actually been in real-life situations start to articulate, they don't. Mm -hmm. That's the same reason why you have soldiers coming back with PSD. And the reason that we don't realize what they've gone through is because we're like, oh, they're soldiers, they just kill people. That right there is BS. There is no I just killed people. To kill someone is in itself barbaric. Even though there's a reason, there's a cause, it's not neat. It's messy. And to me, what that scene was showing was exactly that. It's messy. It doesn't matter if you do a bullet through the head and it's clean and it's movie magic or if it is literally Chucky slasher style blood on the walls, just like Emil said, dead is dead. And that is actually the more of the reality practically of what would have happened in real life than clean, easy, we all can watch it and think nothing of it and not have a visceral reaction. I see, I disagree. I mean, oh, the, the, last I thing disagree. the last thing I'll say about this, I just don't agree with Jake because it, it is like what, what pot calling the kettle black. But the thing is, right after that, he says when uh, Huck leaves, he says animal as he proceeds to cut the heads now, off. That was shady. Like, that was shady. But I... I, I don't, I see, I get dead is dead, but 
and it has to be messy, but people's arms were laying off. He was sawing their heads but off. Remember, yes. remember though, Huck specializes in torture. So they did, unless you tell Huck go in there and kill clean, who you told Huck to kill? Yes, but you told him to kill. But when but that was taken it that was like a fulfilling a need. You told him to kill. Huck was quenching a thirst. They were dead. They were dead. dead. So he was quenching a thirst. You open up the door. You would assume, yeah, Huck a little crazy. He might go overboard. But you didn't assume that you were gonna open the door. And he was quenching a hunger. But you also said Gustavo needs proof. What's proof? Cutting their heads off. Okay, but true, 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 but this is the thing is, though, and I'm just going to go a little bit and cut me off whenever you need to a meal. You are doing a favor in payment with bodies. Of Basically, this man wants something, so these people dead. This is obviously not a nice man. To make sure that you get the password, because these are people he don't he doesn't like, and the person himself is a bad man, don't you think Huck is also basically saying, like, if I do a good job, which is basically butchering these people, it is more likely that this guy then will give us the password. You know what, Sophia? I'm going to pay you back. She's right because if this guy truly doesn't like these people, he really is not just about them being dead. Because a, a bullet wound, that's done so quickly. Yeah. He wants them to suffer. Yeah. Well, come on, y'all. Huck didn't do this for the, the for Gustavo or the dude. Huck did this to quench his own hunger and thirst. I, I and I'm not. And this the is initial part is, of the job was for them, but the back end, Huck did that. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think what I'm disagreeing with is is Jake's interpretation of Huck as if Jake is any different. Oh, That's okay. the yeah. only difference. Mm. I'm oh, trust me. Yeah, we Huck, all. Yeah, Huck literally just the way he stepped on the on the the Bluetooth. Yeah. I literally, like, stopped frozen. I was like, I'm so scared. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, really. Like, no, Huck, I mean, and also, again, like, we've talked about this on and off camera. Guillermo Diaz is a genius. A like, he is absolutely brilliant. Like, it's just his, he almost says this difference in his body language of how he moves and literally morphs into that other person. So that's not what I'm disagreeing with. What I am disagreeing with is I feel that Jake is in some levels representing like society or we the people of viewing him and I feel like that is is a fallacy and he doesn't have that right to step into that into that 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 pedestal looking down on him for a multitude of reasons Mm. some of which I said and some of them which is like Jake, like, who the hell are you? And, like, you lame dog. Bye, Jake. Bye. (laughs) Bye, Jake. Bye. That's a hashtag for you right there. Andrew, we see in the White House, Cyrus is doing his thing, which I'm so glad to see. I'm just glad to see Cyrus again, because I love Cyrus as a character. Mm -hmm. And there hasn't really been a lot of scenes with him recently. Um, So I'm really glad to see Cyrus, like, doing his thing again. Cyrus comes in there with those papers saying, okay, we're going to terminate your security detail, all the Secret Service. Uh, We have this so he can sign and resign. He says he's sick and all these different things. Andrew is still talking about what he's going to do to blackmail and keep his seat. And at first, I was so happy because Fitz is like, basically, you can't, no, that's not going to work. After he talks to Cyrus, oh, yeah, we just need to prove that uh, the assassination attempt was actually staged and all these different things. But that scene with Melly, and if anybody wants to backtrack, feel free. But that scene with Melly, where he's talking to her, and she's basically saying, "You can't let, you can't let Andrew do this because if she, if he does this, you need like she's he's gonna ruin me." And at first, because after that, then she says, "What do you want? Like, what do you really want?" I want to just backtrack before that. Yeah. Call me corny or whatever. I thought it was kind of cool that a husband and wife are having pillow talk, late night talk, out on the balcony sipping on liquor, 
talking about their cheating <laughs> endeavors. Oh, they were guzzling with, that liquor. With, with <laughs> yeah, they were guzzling. I was like, well, all right, look at them too. They have come a long way. The fact that they're literally, you know, he's talking about his mistress and she. Well, that's the thing. I thought it's. Gr- I just I, mm-hmm. to me that was probably the it is best. Resolution. The, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it's great because <laughs> it's so true though. Yeah. Because before it was just Fitz was getting his play, yeah. and Melly was just suffering. She wasn't getting satisfied mentally. She wasn't getting satisfied career wise. She wasn't getting satisfied anywhere, mm-hmm. like nowhere. Mm-hmm. Then she has a baby that didn't satisfy her. Mm-hmm. She didn't want that at all. Mm-hmm. But then she has Andrew. They they both had something, even though it's not what she wants. But I love this scene because we finally have Melly tell him what she really wants. And I love the way she did it. That was great writing. Mm-hmm. The way she did it was perfect because when she said this, she's like, what do you want? He's like, he did he did the, Cornelia made a comment about this. He did like the the cool move at first. Oh, I want Jerry alive again. Because if he would have not said them kids, right. he's going <laughs> to flip out. He said that one first. And then. I thought that was a genuine answer, didn't you? Yeah, y'all ain't buying it. I, I'm, oh, I'm a dork. I bought it too. Yeah, I bought it too. I, yeah. I bought it too. But I was before he said he answered. I was like, if he don't mention his kids, <laughs> see, I don't, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know if that was. I think it was Jim. I think I thought, yeah, I thought I'm happy it was. he did it. But I'm glad she re-asked the question and said, "Now give me something." What, what's something that's actually possible, yeah. plausible? Yeah. And then he says, "Live home and safe." Yeah. And then right after that, I love the the pause, and she's like. Okay, okay ask, ask me. me. And that was a cute moment. And it's moments like those where I'm like, oh, I kind of like them together again. You know what made me sad about it, though? She wants to be the president, and she understands that she can't be that if her affairs come out. However, and this is my personal opinion, a woman can't be president if you're divorced or if you have left your husband. So now what are you going to do, you and Fitz? Because if you and Fitz split up, I'm not saying it's not possible, but the world we live in and how they dog women and we get dragged. Oh, she's not dedicated to sticking around when the times get tough. She'll run just like she did with her husband, Fitz. Even when he was the president, he didn't hold her down. So now what does this mean for them? Is this going to be their relationship forever? Because she wants to be the president now and she can't be divorced. She can't be two times married. That's so true. So now what? That's So So when she said it, I was like, oh, great. So now (laughs) this is going to be the thing. So in that regards, then, besides besides telling... Actually, we'll say that for predictions. But it's also, on another level, it's sad because it was kind of like her relieving that burden, mm-hmm. just letting him know, mm-hmm. like, I'm more than just an ornament. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's kind of sad because Fitz has had public affairs come out, like the one girl who mm-hmm. came out, even though it was fake, mm-hmm. and he's still in office. Like, And she said it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody bats an eye. Yeah. But if she did the exact same thing... Yeah. And it even goes down to, and, and arguably, I don't know how they do it, but they need to hurt Andrew. Yeah. yeah. Somehow. And that's the only thing is, but I'll talk about this um, like online tomorrow. It's also the fact that Andrew tried to poke at her not being loyal to Fitz. I don't care what anyone wants to say. Millie is so loyal to Fitz. She has actually given up her own ambitions. And just like you said, even though I think she communicated, I want to be the president of the United States of America. I want to run the world or run. I think that's what she said. I want to run the world. Mm -hmm. Arguably in saying that, not only was it the first time she was being honest and not only was it the first time she was letting go of that burden. I think she was also releasing it. Mm -hmm. It's never going to happen. And she knows it. And I think she can finally now settle into the fact that it's the life that they have. But that's, I think, why 
just like Fitz is saying to Cyrus, like, no matter what we think about her, she is an amazing first lady. She may not want to wipe snot off of kids, but she's there when he says she's there because she's trying to save our souls if that's possible. Melly cares. Yeah. Melly cared before Jerry died, and Melly cares in a completely different way now that she has actually given her son for the state of the Republic. I think she kind of, in that moment, the way that they were doing the the um, the little flashes, the black and white picture snaps. I think it was literally saying, "No, she she will never be president. She will be. She possibly can still maintain her legacy of being being an amazing first lady." But I think that little moment was releasing into the universe that it's really never going to happen. I'm looking at the playback. You and your hair look stunning. <laughs> Sophia killing the gang with the hair. Today, yeah. Y'all. Everybody in the chat world thinks the same thing. Yeah, saying, "Ooh, her hair is on point. Ooh, she's looking good today." Things like that. Ooh, she looking good today. You know that? Ooh, she looking good today. She looking good. She can't even talk right now. Oh, Sophia. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm like, oh. I mean, we should just end right there. Cadelia, who is your co-piece of the week? All right, guys, so cold piece of the week for Scandal Season 4, Episode 12, has to go to Huck, y'all. Mm-hmm. Oh, Huckity Huck. Oh, Huck, Huck. <laughs> we know who Huck is. <laughs> we know what kind of person he is. We know he's a killer. Yes, we do understand this. However, I just can't give it over the fact that when we opened up the door, Huck looked like he went to a water balloon fight full of blood. <laughs> he looked like he was the neighborhood kid, the kid sitting on the porch with the big trash the big trash can full of water balloons and he was just bombing everybody walking down the street. You know the bad kid. Huck looked like the bad kid with the trash can full of water balloons. He also is the only person that understood like Sophia said that Olivia is dead. He was yelling out Olivia's gonna die like that old black mom at a funeral when she lose her first her firstborn. She's gonna die. She's dead. She's dead. He's dead. All he needed was a church hat. If Huck would have had a church hat with a sheer black veil on it (laughs) and some stockings, the legs stockings in the triangle pack that you used to get at the grocery store, he would have he would have really sealed the deal for me with the Olivia's dead. He would have killed the game with the control top tights on. So for those reasons, Huck is my cold piece of the week. Let us know who your cold piece of the week is, guys. Hashtag cold piece. Hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hit all of us up and let us know what you think. Seriously. I can not with you. And speaking of applause, uh, we want to mention that the NAACP Image Awards was this uh, this past Friday, and Joe Morton and Candy Alexander won for Best Supporting Actor and Actress for Scandal. Congratulations. And I will give an honorary award to Guillermo Diaz. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah for he sure. needs yeah. to win at one point. Well, he was nominated. Yeah. But he went out against, yeah. 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 All right, guys. Uh, so let's go to predictions. And yes, I know I don't want this to be the truth, but maybe who bought her is Rowan. I don't want him to come back because I feel like we need to see him gone for a long time. But 
You know, it might be him or the Hollis. I was trying to figure out before we, we started the after show, who do we know that has a problem with Olivia or Fitz? And the only thing I can come up with, and everybody else kind of agreed, Hollis. And the money. And the money. He has the money. So I'm going to purposely start some shit, and I'm going to say it's Columbus Short. <laughs> Now, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? Or, um, <laughs> or. Oh, stop it. Oh, stop it. <laughs> they did reference Harrison in this episode, yeah. though. They were in his office yeah. reminiscing, remember? What was or, his name on Stop Yard? Him. <laughs> that guy. Or, what's the guy who left after the first season? Steven. 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 Or Steven. Steven. Or, Henry and Kuzak. Um, his brother remember his name? I don't know. I'm going to piggyback off of Camellia's uh, prediction. And the only other thing that I, I isn't a prediction, it's a need, a desire. I definitely think that all roads lead to Olivia. And just like I've been saying that I need the president to step up in a way that I understand why all these people sacrifice so much for him. I need, <clears throat> I need to see either an Olivia Pope that we haven't seen. Yeah, that's it. Um... <clears throat> This is a silly prediction, but uh, Quinn doesn't need to hit Huck like that. She's gonna lose some more teeth. Um, mm-hmm. I think that obviously, or it's not obvious, but obvious, um, we we're gonna know who Olivia's captor is, who her new buyer is. Um, we'll see. Let us know what you think on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter and social <laughs> media, where can we find you guys? Oh, you can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson, and you can also find me on uh, February 17th, which is Tuesday, on the Fox show, The Mindy Project. So look out for me uh, Tuesday, February 17th on The Mindy Project on Fox. Um, you can find me on all social media at Sophia Stanley. All social media at Canelia. At email and it's Junior, YouTube Chasing LA, and Best End Social. Guys, we had so much fun. Make sure you join us here next week. If you're still watching us to the end, we really do appreciate you. Click that thumbs up. And we will be here same time, same place next week at After Buzz TV. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.